to the Dr. Doom podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Doom. I think I got this, uh, these headphones turned up a little bit high there. Oh, there goes the dog. I don't know if you can hear that. Um, I had a couple kind of funny stories to share today. And uh, the first one is kind of about lacrosse. Now, um, if you're like me and you didn't really, I knew lacrosse was a sport. And I remember it from that Duke University story where I guess some of the players might have been kind of falsely accused of assaulting somebody. And it was it was like a big story back, I think, in the late 90s, because I remember my dad was like, always, always treat women with respect. And, uh, you know, you have to be careful when I went off to college. And I think it was because of that story. But uh, that was about the limits of what I knew about lacrosse. Sorry about the dog in the background. Um, but, uh, my son's friend, uh, he has a buddy that they fish together. Uh, his name's Everett. He's a nice, really nice kid. They're actually out fishing together right now. Um, but Everett is really into lacrosse. He's, he's an excellent lacrosse player and he convinced Jack to join with him. Now, Jack is more of a basketball guy. And, uh, funny enough, the other day we were talking about sports and, uh, I said, you know, it's, it's good for you to play sports because it lets you be yourself and like, you know, there's, there's no judgment. Um, there's no like politics involved. It's just, you know, you play sports for the sake of sports. And so you should probably continue to play sports, you know, through junior high and high school and that kind of thing. I said, now what sport do you think is your favorite? What, what do you want to kind of pursue? He said, definitely basketball. I love basketball. I said, okay, and but imagine you get an injury and you blow out your knee and, and you can't play basketball anymore, then what would be your next choice? You know, um, we we're talking about, I guess, about hobbies too and stuff. I said, uh, if I blow my knee, I'll play wheelchair basketball. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so he's got a plan. He's a man with a plan. Anyway, um, so... All that aside, he got into lacrosse this year and uh, he's been playing and he, he's really enjoyed it. Like we got him a lacrosse stick and we borrowed all this gear that doesn't quite fit him. So he looks like um, the hunchback of Notre Dame because his like his kidney protector sticks way out his back and it's quite, quite funny. But uh, he, he really enjoys it and he goes out in the yard and practices lacrosse like every day and then basketball because he wants to get good at it. And, uh, all they'd had so far in the year was practices and he's on a team. He's, uh, he's 10, he's on an under 13 team. So he's one of the younger kids there. And, uh, it's a little bit of a trick, uh, in the sense that like, you know, he, he's new, but people don't necessarily know he's new. And, uh, when they're playing it, can, it lacrosse is a really rough game. It's kind of like hockey. Um, you know, there's checking and you're allowed to cross check with the stick and that kind of thing. Um, but, uh, so he kind of tries to give himself enough distance that he'll see it coming if it comes for him. But at the same time, he, uh, he likes to, you know, get the ball if he can. And he's, he's a good little player. Like he's, he's put a lot of heart into it. So finally, uh, the day came, they had a tournament and it was his first game. His first game was against, uh, I believe a girls team, like an under 15 girls team. And they just absolutely wiped the floor with them. Now, as you know, the Dr. Doom podcast is not a, uh, not a pol- politics podcast. It's not political. It's not meant to, uh, uh, you know, get into the, uh, the whys and hows of the culture war. But I will say, like, I, I don't, I don't necessarily, I don't have a daughter, so I don't feel super strongly about things personally. 
But um, when they talk about like trans uh, men in women's sports, um, I, I, I never really, I guess I didn't appreciate the advantage that uh, <laughs> males have just by being muscular and aggressive. But these kids, like the under 13 kids, I would say their average height is five foot one and the girls uh, under 15, no, it was under 17 or something. They're, I mean, these girls were like five foot six plus. They were a lot bigger than the boys and like pretty much adults. And I, I think it was a clean sweep. I think the boys beat them like nine to zero. Um, I'm just saying, and I'm not saying the girls were bad. It was just the boys are, they're, you know, they're boys, they're aggressive, they're fast, they will, they're vicious. The, now the girls did knock them on their asses a lot. And Jack got checked. It's quite funny. He got checked by a girl who was approaching six feet tall and Jack is just under five feet tall. And he flew through the air and landed up flat on his ass. <laughs> and it's, this isn't field lacrosse. This is on a concrete floor, like on a hockey rink with no ice on anyway but he didn't he just got up and kept playing like he never he never really cried about getting injured or anything he's very bruised up from this tournament and then they had a couple other games and you know it's pretty fun to watch lacrosse is not a sport where people are playing it to make a lot of money it is just a sport for the sake of the sport in my opinion like that was kind of my takeaway but uh so like in hockey you know the parents have dreams especially in canada the parents have dreams of the kids being in the nhl it wasn't like that. The, the parents were, for the most part, pretty reasonable, although a lot of them were quite drunk. But um, one of his games, one of the evening games, was against a team from, uh, I won't say where because it'll identify the person, but about an hour and a half away. And uh, the team was um, sort of inexperienced. They had a couple really big kids on the team. And um, and I th- the coach was this little short guy with beard he had a really high voice but he was standing on the bench the whole time and screaming but he wasn't just screaming like hurry up hustle you know the stuff that you scream at kids when you're a coach like hustle 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 or you know guard your man or whatever i don't know what the fuck i don't even know how to play lacrosse he was screaming fucking kill him fucking knock him over like swearing like that and uh, but in this really high squeaky voice and i was in the stands and i was just like oh this is not this is not good sportsmanship at all and then the kids were just battering i mean they weren't winning our team the uh, jack's team ended up winning by quite a bit but um but the kids were so rough they were just slashing with the sticks and one kid checked another kid from behind into the boards because remember it's a hockey rink and the kid like i was sure he broke his neck but he got back up um anyway at the halftime well there are three periods so between period two and three this coach started screaming at his own kids like screaming at them red in the face and uh and he took a stick from one of the kids and he said all of this is what you're supposed to do and he smashed the kid smashed him in the head you're not supposed to hit kids in the head i know that much I, i i'm not an idiot um smashed the kid over the head smashed him upside the chin sorry the dog got into the office and the door closed um stella just wait uh you know whacking this kid on the shoulders and stuff the kid was kind of upset and then the third period started and he was like calling for blood he was like smash him knock him down fuck's sake (laughs) i said i was sitting in the stands with chrissy and everett's dad and i said no i'm i'm a big man i'm about six foot two or six foot three and uh you know 250 pounds 
and uh and i said and i'm a nice guy i don't uh, i'm non-confrontational but i was seeing these kids crying and just this idiot standing on the bench screaming this little four foot whatever bearded shrimp with the high high-pitched voice screaming his head off at these kids and i said i i have to go help this man adjust his attitude so um <laughs> so i got up i took off my glasses because i was like he's gonna hit me with a lacrosse stick for sure my plan was to talk to him and if he took a swing at me to basically you know remove him from the arena <laughs> which sounds funny uh but i was literally gonna pick him up by his little sweater and carry him out one-handed because <laughs> he's about the same size as my son <laughs> anyway um so i i started walking over and i tried to look big and i tried to look like somebody that you don't want to fuck around with and one of the dads saw me going and he grabbed me and he was like you're gonna go do it aren't you i said yeah i i think we need to talk to this guy he said dude he's severely disabled just leave him alone <laughs> and as i kind of stood back and looked at him i thought oh yeah he's probably got cerebral palsy i'm such a fucking asshole so my plan was to basically go get in a fight with a disabled man uh at the lacrosse rink um and uh fortunately one of the dads uh intervened now the the guy started screaming at one of the child referees the referees are 13 years old i mean they're children uh started screaming at him and i think he pushed the ref and the ref kicked him out but he wouldn't go he kind of mouthed off and he was mouthing off all the way to the locker room and then he kept mouthing off from the locker room then this big kid knocked the little guy on jack's team into the board's head first and he got kicked out and the coach was giving him like standing outside giving him this great job that's exactly what you're supposed to that's what lacrosse is all about and everybody was like he could have paralyzed that kid dude um so maybe I should have gone and said something, but I I don't know. I, I do think it was definitely going to turn into a fist fight, um, and I would have beaten up a uh, disabled man two feet smaller than me before I realized that he was disabled. So it all worked out for the best, and uh, I mean nobody learned a lesson. I just I guess I just should just shut the fuck up. <laughs> the second thing I need to talk about and I need to get this off my chest is that in our hospital um, we've changed over from uh, from plastic cutlery because because it's bad for the environment we've changed to uh, wooden cutlery I guess wooden is a strong it's bamboo so it's uh, very flimsy um, and uh, I, I I didn't realize we had done this and I got soup the other day I, uh, I haven't been well I've been quite sick for the last two weeks and I can't really eat much like I'm, I'm really struggling I think now dad had pancreatic cancer I, I don't think it's anything like that I think it's peptic ulcer disease it might be inflammatory bowel disease though I still haven't been fully tested like I'm just waiting for tests and stuff but everybody has been super nice you know I, I had, did have to get seen and stuff and I'm not complaining about the system it's just kind of things take time you know Anyway, um, all that is to say that uh, I haven't been able to eat anything uh, except for like a little bit of chicken noodle soup. I can eat eggs for some reason. I, the chicken seems to be the animal that is sustaining me at the moment. Um, but yeah, uh, so at lunchtime, 
uh, yesterday. I went up to get my chicken noodle soup. It's very looking forward to it because I'm absolutely starving. <laughs> I'm like, uh, what's weird is when you can't eat, like when you can't eat much and you're so hungry. I've lost, to put it in perspective, like 27, 20, 29 pounds uh, in two weeks. <laughs> so I'm really hungry. And it had to happen. I was, I'm, I'm fat, as I said. But uh, anyway, but to, to get to the point, um, I was absolutely starving. And when you're really hungry, food smells and tastes so fucking good. It smells so good. Um, and I was just dying for this chicken noodle soup, which is a very sad state of affairs because normally I could give or take chicken noodle soup on any given day. But I was like, I can't wait to eat. I'm so hungry. So I went up and I got my chicken noodle soup and then I got in the line to get the cutlery and the napkins or whatever. And the cutlery's in this bag that had spoon on it. I said, okay, I'll get the spoon. I figured, I knew they were going to get rid of plastic cutlery at some time. And I, I wasn't looking forward to it. I don't believe in getting rid of plastic cutlery, uh, especially in a hospital setting. Like, um, you know, you need disposable stuff. People are sick all over the place. You don't want to be, you don't want to be using somebody else's spoon, putting it in your mouth. Anyway, so I figured out, oh, fuck, this must be wood or something. Who knows? So I took it down to my office. I opened up the little bag with the spoon in it. It isn't a spoon. These wooden spoons, I, it is gaslighting for them to tell you that that is a spoon. What it is, is it's a drawing of a spoon cut out in bamboo. It's flat. It's completely, there's no receptacle for food. It is uh, flimsy. It's flimsier than a popsicle stick. It's like trying to eat uh, your lunch with a tongue depressor. Like trying to eat soup off a tongue depressor or with a single chopstick. Or even, it's like trying to eat with the drawing of a spoon. It doesn't make any fucking sense. So, it's these things irritate me. The, we do these things that we make ourselves feel virtuous about like uh, I'm going to pay extra tax for gasoline because of the climate well the, it's it's not going to change anything you still need to drive the same distance to work you still are but it's I guess it's supposed to make us more conscientious about it I don't know and but this one I'm going to eat off uh, an impression of a spoon it, is uh, it's just a step too far the other thing that drives me crazy is the grocery bags because I used those bags for everything. Like we would use those bags until they had holes in them. But now you, they don't even like, they want to sell you this like $5 fabric bag. If you go in, if you're stupid like me and you forget to bring in a bag because you've been buying groceries the same way for 40 fucking years. Um, they want to sell you this bag. Otherwise you're carrying out an armload of groceries with, with and just throwing them in your fucking car. And then, you know, your Tylenol falls down on the floor and rolls under your seat. No more Tylenol. You lose money every time you go to the fucking grocery store. And and then, on top of that, they make you check out your own groceries. Now, I've been following the news in, like, San Francisco and Philadelphia and stuff. Of all the stores closing because everybody's just fucking looting them. Um, but here in Canada, not only do they, like not keep an eye on you they they are literally asking you to be the cashier i i can't imagine how much merchandise is being stolen just by people saying i'm not fucking paying for this like the the number one item i would guess gets stolen is fucking grocery bags because i'm not i hate carrying that armload of shit to the car 
and they're so fucking cheap that that they won't give you a paper bag even it's just like no just you you figured out we're gonna charge you three dollars five dollars for this bag um anyway i'm not justifying stealing don't steal it's obviously a crime i just i'm annoyed and and the the thing i'm most annoyed about all these all these virtuous like things to make us feel virtuous annoy me um that they really annoy me and i hate that they're changing my mindset i hate that i'm like oh well i shouldn't i shouldn't consume carbon fuck we are made of carbon our forests eat carbon we should if i feel bad i should plant some trees which i'm doing you know but don't I honestly, I hate trying to reduce my entire life to my fucking carbon footprint. I think that's idiotic and really unhelpful. I think there's this big swath of society and especially like in the millennial and younger generation that um, almost they've grown up in a vacuum of religion and they've turned um, the pseudoscience about the climate into a religion. They think no matter what the means are they're justified by the end so like if we throw soup at fucking uh van gogh paintings uh to bring attention to climate change that justified that's justified if we stand in front of the highway and prevent ambulances from getting to uh the hospital that's justified because one person dying well you, you know we believe that the, the doomsday is coming because uh because of the internal combustion engine um no matter what it, it's it, it is like it is like a religion in its infancy and i find it very frustrating but those things are frustrating and and hey i'm not saying turn your back on the environment we are supposed to be stewards of it of course but um but i i also think you have to be practical and you have to respect humanity and we should find technological solutions to uh, the problems that, that are happening in the world as opposed to saying the solution is to rid the world of humanity or make life as miserable as possible for everyone because everyone's going to balk at that eventually you, you know you might think you're virtuous until something happens that triggers you to balk and, and there's a balking point it's just like lines at Disney World there's a balking point where you turn your back on on the, the um, what am I trying to say the ideology uh, for me, that balking point was the fucking wooden spoon, the flat wooden spoon, the flat drawing of a spoon that they are calling a spoon. Don't gaslight me. It's not a fucking spoon. Anyway, um, stay healthy, stay safe. Uh, see you next time. Don't stay classy too. All right. See ya.